Hello and welcome to season two of Serve Didn't Weekly. I'm your host, Ian Harbour. On this show every week, we sit down with local leaders who are on the front lines of solving some of Denton's most pressing issues. They're the ones out there meeting people's needs, helping them and getting them back on their feet. And to kick off this new year, new season, I'm interviewing our very own CEO, Pat Smith. On this episode, Pat and I talk about some of the problems that we faced last year, us, our partners, the community, and how we can solve these big issues that we're facing ahead of us. Because the other thing we talk about is what can we expect in this new year? What are the needs going to look like and, and what do we need to do in order to meet them? So I think this is a great conversation. I'm excited for this lineup of shows that we have ahead of us. I think you're going to find them very helpful and very informative. So without any further ado, let's hop into my conversation with Pat Smith. Enjoy. Pat, it's 2021. A new year and uh man on one hand i'm thankful it's a new year but on the other hand i don't know how different things are gonna be but uh, you know there's a lot to talk about and pat i just want to start out this year this new season of the podcast everything that we're going through with kind of looking back at the past year trying to process everything that we all went through and, and then just kind of looking ahead to see what are the challenges what are the opportunities that we're mm-hmm. facing ahead so you know, when you when you look back at 2020 and everything that 2020 entailed, what were some of the biggest challenges that here us here at Serve Denton that we, you saw us face? Um, but then also you just look at the community at large that you saw happening in the community. Yeah, Ian. Well, I, I really look at 2020 and there was the fe- January, February 2020, and then there was everything else. Yep. Uh, and. You know, we were so excited when 2020 began because we had just completed the campus. We were moving in um, the food center. Um, they started operations on February 2nd. Right before everything hit. Right before everything hit. We had a phenomenal board retreat at the end of February where we brought in a lot of our partners, which we'd done for the first time. And we're really we launched uh, two major initiatives um, internal to the organization. The first of those was a uh, long-term relationship with Toyota Systems Support Center uh, that got delayed a little bit because of uh, the pandemic, but we were able to start that in uh, May and really focus in on how to operate well. And often people talk about innovation uh, and building stuff because that's exciting. But what really sustains organizations over the long haul is to be able to operate with excellence. And Toyota is probably considered the premier company in the world at doing that. Uh, they are often considered the best managed organization in the world. And so to get them to lend their expertise to us at no cost and to invest in us for four months and really uh, help us improve our property maintenance. But really those that em- emphasis on property maintenance is rippling through the organization. 
And you, know, you certainly have seen that. Mm-hmm. And our partners are seeing it. And that was really the important thing to me is that our partners are seeing and experiencing the added value that we are providing them by running things really well. And they tell us that um, unsolicited as well as through formal systems. And that was the second big initiative we launched is really how to understand what we're doing from a partner's perspective. How are we adding value to them? Are we delivering the outcomes that we promise? And uh, how can we improve? And so that initiative involved a um, contract. Really, most of it was funded by a grant from the Moody Foundation with CNM Pact. CNM used to be called the Center for Nonprofit Management in Dallas. Um, And they spent uh, most of the year helping us to build um, a logic model, which is a tool to help us connect our desired outcomes and our mission to how we um, conduct our business. Uh, or what are the inputs? What are the activities? And what are the outputs that will help lead to these desired outcomes? And we were heavily involved with that. The entire staff was. This was not just a, you know, a very small project. It was a very uh, organizational wide effort. And um, I'm so uh, proud of the board and the staff, how we able to, despite everything going on, and I'll talk about that in a minute, we were able to focus on those two elements through everything going on and really see the impact of that on uh, our operations, which in turn has helped our partners. Our partners have gone through um, monumental shifts in mission, three, 400, 500% growth. And uh, when the pandemic began, I revisited our priorities with the board leadership and basically came down to four things. A, make sure the staff and their family stay healthy. Number one priority is to take care of the team because the team takes care of the mission. Two, uh, to support our partners in whatever way possible. Uh, and we did that. We could talk We could talk an hour just on that. Three, uh, continue the capital campaign. And I'm uh, amazed at how much we were able to add to the capital campaign in this year with everything going on, well over $500,000. And then lastly, um, those two initiatives to uh, improve our performance management and um, to become an organization of excellence. And so in helping our partners uh, fulfill their mission in the pandemic, um, you know, allowing Grace Like Rain to take over lots of additional office space, converting unused space so that the food center would have more storage capacity, helping them deal with, you know, a 500% increase in number of customers and how to rework traffic flow, help the health services with um, testing and health care for people who've lost their health insurance and getting the pharmacy completed uh, all in the midst of this. Uh, Children's Advocacy Center, uh, while they've really gone to a, a 
more distributed um, approach to providing care, uh, helping them sustain those operations here. Oh, the, they never really shut down here. And, um, you know, we never shut down. We were always open. Yeah, the doors were locked. But, you know, in 2019, we saw 884 people come in the door or through phone call. So in 2020, that was well over 1,900. So over 100% increase in unsolicited people walking in the door, making a phone call, seeking help. And then uh, Grace Like Rain uh, distributed hundreds of thousands of dollars in rent assistance along with Giving Hope. Um, and you know we're full and we're busy here. Uh, and uh, we, in the midst of all that, we were able to help agencies work together we started a weekly phone call or zoom call uh, that helped everyone just kind of coordinate and, and support one another and say what are you working on what are you working on and, you know this is where i need help and so um i think those things that we always have focused on co-location building connections collaboration and growing capacity we've continued to fulfill those four big picture goals and uh, I'm excited about 2021. Um, I think it's going to be more of the same, honestly. But we're in the midst of uh, finishing the design on a four or 5,000 square foot addition to the food pantry. Um, we're about to start a therapy program for people struggling with mental health issues that using some unique programming here. So I'm convinced that we're going to continue to thrive and prosper and do what we do best, which is support others. And um, that we have the agility to pivot when the situation changes. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned seeing how much our partners have grown over the year. And, you know, a lot of times we think of growth as a good thing, and it is a good thing, but it's been they've grown out of this huge increase of demand where, I mean, the amount of rental assistance that's been given out and food that's been giving out and um, new patients at the health center that have come in because they've lost their health insurance because they lost their jobs because of the economy. I mean, there's, it's all tied together. There's so many things going on, but in spite of all that, we've seen our partners grow to meet those needs. And I think Absolutely. that's what's been uh, something that has been, I've been proud just to even be here seeing that of, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like everybody's risen to the occasion mm -hmm. to meet, which has been really, really great to see. When you look back at 2020, you know, there's so much that we had to adjust and figure out and problem solve. What are some of the biggest lessons that you learned from last year that you think are going to carry over into the future and beyond? Yeah, we, the biggest lesson is we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. We don't know, you know, on Tuesday, um, we didn't know what Wednesday was going to bring. Uh, while that, I've, I've known that for some time, it just continues to get reinforced. So what that tells me is, is um, we have to focus on being very good at um, problem solving and you know how much emphasis I place on that. Uh, and then we have to have our ear close to the ground. We got to be listening to our partners, talking to them, um, engaging with them. I'm excited. Next week we're going to have uh, our partner brews where we just um, talk around the table. We haven't really done that in a few months. Um, and then uh, just 
use the creativity of staff and of volunteers and the community and look where the needs are. I, mean, I love the quote that uh, you often use from Fred Rogers about, you know, always look for the helpers. And, you know, we always want to be a helper. Uh, we don't know what that's going to look like, but it begins with a philosophy. And uh, I think we have that philosophy ingrained in our organization. So whatever comes our way, I'm convinced that we're going to be able to rise to the occasion. I think we're going to become a major vaccination location. Um, that talk has begun. Um, that'll be a, a new problem. I don't worry about the problems because I know I have a team and we have the skill sets to solve problems. And um, all I'm wanting to do is make sure I'm addressing those needs the best we can and uh, to make a difference in people's lives. People are fearful. People are worried. People are anxious. Uh, and we're in a tough time. And this is the time when we have to just you know, come together as a community and um, support one another uh, without expecting anything in return. And that's my approach. Mm. I want to come back to the vaccine here in just a minute. But real quick, you mentioned one of the, the main lessons from last year is having to problem solve. And of course, there's a million problems that we and everybody else had to solve last year. What is your approach to problem solving? Because I know it's not just, you know, uh, Think really hard about it. See, you know, see what you can do. But like, you have a, a process to problem solving that you like to go through. And I think, you know, going into twenty twenty one, where this isn't going to clear up immediately, that mm -hmm. could be really valuable for other people to know. What's kind of your your approach to that? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's something I'm actually kind of passionate about. Um, so, we've adopted uh, what's called the plan, do, study, and adjust. Um, it's also also called plan, do, check, act. PDCA or PDSA approach to problem solving. It's really a, taking a scientific approach to problem solving. Um, it's been something that's been an industry for since back to the 1930s with uh, Bell Labs. When um, we have uh, diffused that approach to the staff, and it really begins with the plan phase, which is really defining a hypothesis. You know what defining the problem understanding what the problem is and then developing an experiment to test that hypothesis um, and then if that experiment you know doing that experiment seeing what the results are and then that's the do phase and then based on those results we study or check what happened versus what we predicted and then we either adjust we abandon or we adopt. Uh, most of the time it's an adjust. And then we then um, either ad adopt that ex uh, practice into our uh, operations or we go back and do another experiment. And uh, I think the thing that I've always tried to instill in the organizations, we have to have a high tolerance for failure. Hmm. Um, and you know, we're going to make mistakes. I, I, I welcome mistakes. I learn more from mistakes than I do successes. And so uh, being tolerant of failure, we're going to have failures here. We're dealing in a very dynamic, uncertain um, environment right now. So the best we can do is to 
we innovates used a lot these days it's probably overused but to use the pdsa cycle over and over again and quickly not you know months but days weeks mm-hmm. um and you know sometimes i'm challenging you all and the staff to say okay how can we do this test on a small scale really quickly and then can we apply that on a larger scale um you know food pantry you know traffic circulation we've t- tried different approaches we i think we're on a very good approach now but we probably went through three or four different experiments and have found the best one that meets the needs of the food pantry um, keeps the traffic flowing in the parking lot, doesn't impinge upon the other partners. And so um, that's really what you have to do in these kinds of situations. There's, you're not going to have the right answer. You just got to test it and see what works and then adjust accordingly. Something you've always said is that failing is the first attempt in learning. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's that idea of just because it didn't work doesn't mean we don't keep going, you know? And it's not a... One thing I've always appreciated is we're not like a set it and forget it organization. We're continuously improving. Yeah. And I feel I feel that culture among us and among all of our partners. And I think that's what makes the community here at Served It and all of us such a healthy place is that I feel like everybody's trying to continuously improve. Nobody, everybody celebrates the wins, but they're not content where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to get better and help more people. And I think that's what has been huge. Yeah. Thank you. So I said I want to go back to the vaccine. You know, obviously there's a, a couple of vaccines that are starting to roll out right now mm-hmm. when we're recording this. Um, not to everybody yet, but, you know, we'll get there. I think there's kind of a mentality, and I've, I've certainly had this, where, well, once we get the vaccine, everything goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. And that's not entirely true. Right. From, where, from where you sit in the, in the needs that you see, even with the vaccines, what do you expect the need in Denton County to look like in 2021, even after that? You know, I think the need is going to be significant in really four areas. First, um, just basic needs, food and housing. Uh, There's been tremendous job loss. There's businesses that are literally closed the doors. They are not coming back. Mm -hmm. They don't have the capital to invest. Um, and so those people who are unemployed are going to need, uh, food, shelter, and healthcare. Hmm. Um, we provide all three here, whether it's through Wheeler house, through rent assistance, through our partner agencies, the food center, HSNT. Um, but then there, there's going to be this, uh, period of time where, Things just stabilize. So then the question becomes, how do we get people back to work? Um, you know, we're not going to invest in small businesses. That's not our mission. But what our mission is, is to help people become, to provide the resources so they can become self-sufficient. And so what do they need to do that? Well, they may need to get an education or get retraining. And so we just had a phone call with NCTC this week. Um, we're exploring ideas to do that. Um, so what are the barriers to getting education and training? Well, often they're transportation and childcare. Uh, transportation, uh, we're, we've done, I think, a good job of dealing with that with being on the DCTA bus route on Loop 288. We're, we're relatively easy to get to. Um, 
Childcare is more of a problem, I think. I, I know there's efforts to diffuse childcare across the community. I think United Way is doing a great job of that, and along with a lot of other partner organizations. Um, but we'd like to get some childcare capability on site. And if we can provide education here or through virtual, and that's going to be, you know, that's going to become the standard virtual education. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But maybe there's specialized training spaces that we can provide that would supplement virtual education um, where you have to physically be present to learn a new skill or a new trade. And so uh, those skills and those that knowledge is something that people are going to need to in essence uh, retool or to uh, pivot in life um, we don't know what the economy is going to look like um, a year from now but we can't reasonably predict people are going to need to um, develop new skills we may not know what those are but we do know this, that there's a lot of people moving to Texas from other states um, for a variety of reasons, uh, and they're bringing their companies with them. And so uh, having the capacity to uh, provide those resources um, is important, very important. I think the other big area is mental health. People are... dealing with a lot of post-traumatic stress. I wouldn't call it a disorder at this point, but this has been a traumatizing time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people have dealt with death like they've never expected before. Um, I just had a gentleman I work with a lot who basically just said I have to, I had a really difficult time earlier this week because of death in his family. Mm. Uh, so we need to think about that as well as mental health and how to help people re be restored, um, to deal with that, um, stress. We're working on a program, uh, with grace, like grain and giving hope to create some therapy that would let people deal with that to process, um, in some, unique ways that is based on good clinical research. So our job is to help bring capacity to the table and let those agencies do what they do best. If we can use real estate and other resources, whether it's marketing or um, creative uh, content uh, like we're doing today, then uh, that's what we do best and that's how we can help them. And so uh, that's really what I see is more of the same for the next year at least, and then help people sustain life and then give them the, a path and the resources they need to um, figure out what their new new is. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think it's, it's important to go into this year with the right expectations, you know, of, of how things are going to be. But it's also good to know that, there's under the surface, there's movement of people seeing those needs and, and like we were just talking about, continuously improving, developing new things, innovating in order to try to rise up and meet those needs. And so mm-hmm. I think that's that's really huge. Just to kind of wrap up here, talking about the rest of the year, what is your hope for Serve Denton and then your hope for Denton County? 
going going ahead? Well, for Servdent, it's to um, you know basically those same four priorities. Um, we do have some financial challenges, but we have a plan in place. Um, we've already started executing that plan, and I'm I'm pleased to see the progress we've had so far. Um, every nonprofit is struggling financially. Um, I've had several conversations just in the last two days about how to um, generate more revenue, how to learn how to generate more revenue. So I think that's something that we'll be helping through uh, training um, to help our partners learn to generate more earned revenue, um, to you know start small, you know, have, being the son of two small business owners, uh, I saw what it took in their lives and you just get started with $400 and a dream. And, you know, next thing you know, you have an iconic business or business or two in, in town. And so, um, you know, I have an entrepreneurial mindset, so we're going to keep innovating. We don't know what that innovation may look like, but um, I know we have the skill sets to do it. And then uh, really uh, helping our partners uh, continue to um, thrive um, and uh, help them explore new ways to uh, grow and prosper in these difficult times. Um, that's, that's why I exist, is to serve others so that people can um, get the help they need and ultimately to glorify God. So. That's pretty much it. I love it. Well, Pat, thanks for helping us kick off this season of the podcast. And uh, there's a lot of work ahead, but we're going to get it done. Yes, we are. Thanks, Ian. And there you have it. My conversation with Pat Smith to kick off the year. There's so many needs that are still out there, but I'm encouraged by all of the nonprofits that are out there working hard to solve them and help the people. And we have a great lineup for you this season to talk about these needs and talk about the things that are going on this year. So it's gonna be a good time. A couple things I want you to know. First of all, we have launched a brand new website. We wanted to make it easy for people to know what we do at Serve Denton, clarify who we are and what our mission is, and at the same time, make it easy for people to find the help that they need just by a Google search, by going to our website. So if you want to check that out, I highly encourage it. Go to servedenton.org to see it. And while you're there, consider joining our circle of support. Our circle of support members are hometown heroes. They support us every month at a variety of different giving levels, and they make everything that you just heard possible. So please consider joining that. So there's a lot more to come, but for now, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.